Here we are. Welcome to the 31 Days of Dread, Day 26. Are you ready, my AKA Patters? We're talking 1979's John Frankenheimer's The Prophecy. This is a, and look, you can look it up on Wikipedia. You, you can Google it right now. It's billed as an environmental horror movie, environmental thriller. Amazing. This movie needs to resonate it needs to come back to the top you out there all of you listening to this all of you horrorites your horror addicts you need to spread the word about the prophecy 1979 let's rock and roll get through that intro and let's talk about it ratchet 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 what, what am i talking about well robert foxworth if you know who Robert Foxworth is, TV actor, he's been in a ton of Star Trek. He's been in uh, voice three of the Transformer movies, and he is a career. He is a career actor, same as John Frankenheimer. John Frankenheimer is your director. He is behind the Manchurian Candidate. He, you know, the guy in the trenches. He's made some fantastic movies. I think he even made... Did he make Reindeer Games? I think he made Reindeer Games. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't mind Reindeer Games. But, but look, the, some of the movies in his later career, like through the 90s, Year of the Gun and Ronin. Ronin's a solid flick. And look, he, he had, for when it comes to film, he had a great beginning and he had a great end of his career. And there was a lot of stuff in the middle. French Connection 2, Black Sunday... Uh, you know, 52 pickup. So, look, John Frankenheimer is a old-school Hollywood journeyman. He, uh, look, and we're just going by Wikipedia. Uh, John Frankenheimer himself said that this film was beneath him. Uh, all the critics of the day, uh, you know, on a very boring, boring level, uh, reeked this movie through the coals as any boring critic would today uh it's really hard not to watch this movie and get touched because we have amanda asante uh who is again career actor in hollywood uh, if you see his face you'll know him. he's he's just a uh wonderful character actor uh you know but he plays Amanda Sante, he, 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 you know, really doesn't do many, uh, accents. I, you know what, I might be over-speaking there. I'm, I'm thinking, I can't remember him as a Frenchman, like, uh, once or twice. But look, this movie is basically about a paper company, 20 years up in the north, dumping waste into a river, and they start mutating everything. Uh, along the way, a, a bear gets mutated, uh, along the way. A woman eats a mutated salmon, and here we go. We we have a mutated baby. But the uh, that you know that's a little bit of the uh, stress. You know, like that that's the stress within the movie. Our our protagonist, our main character, our main investigator, uh, he's thrown between this this war of this like lumber company and the Native American people. And so, again, like, you know, when it comes to environmentalism, uh, we are dealing with pro uh, what would be called progressive politics today. And we're made to uh, side with the Native Americans. 
Now, this guy is a city investigator. He investigates uh, the whole beginning of the movie. He's, he's investigating tenants. He's investigating uh, poor living conditions. And his basically, his editor is like, look, I need a people guy. I need a guy that can deal with people to go and finish the story for us. We want the story. Go up there for a week. Uh, I'll give you your reading materials. Bring the wife. The wife is Adrian from Rocky. Uh, I would I could always forget her name. Talia, uh, Shine, Shreen, Talia Shreen. What is your name? <laughs> Talia Shire. Okay, so we we have recognizable faces throughout this entire movie, and you know he brings her, and it's like cabin life. It's sprawling. It's beautiful, and uh, slowly he he starts to see that something is off. Something is off with the vegetation. Something is off with what's in the lake that they uncover a giant tadpole what and like and this movie like hints at so much because it's a giant tadpole and so, which would mean like that 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 there's giant frogs like somewhere it's so freaking cool and uh so there's mutated grizzly bears tied to a native american legend yeah it, like a protector of the forest because he's protecting them against the um the the lumber, the evil paper company, we'll say the evil lumber company, and here we go. Like we're off. We we have ourselves a saga. Now, this movie's made in 1979. Uh, it doesn't have much of a budget. Uh, we don't have good effects for the giant grizzly bear, but we do have good filmmaking. We have incredible acting. Uh, we have a score. We we have music that kind of swings for the fences and overshoots. And, and it really tries to compensate for uh, what's like what's not there. But uh, according to the wiki, to the wicker, uh, the, the budget for this movie was $12 million And it looked like it made 22.7. So uh, people did head out to, to see this movie. Uh, Leonard Roseman, that, that's who did our music. This music uh, isn't incorrect. Okay, and look, and Leonard Roseman too, a million movies. He scored a million movies. It's not incorrect. This movie tries to compensate uh, for what's not on screen. Uh, it tries to enhance what's on screen. It just, it doesn't land. And, you know, this movie's good. It's a good movie. You know, like, I'm recommending this movie. I'm recommending Prophecy and, you know, obviously Tomorrow's day 27 the prophecy 1989 uh which is billed as a christopher walken movie it's it's more of an eric stoltz movie kind of like you know it's uh, that's a, another good one but it's the um place to find that one too is a little bit difficult and this movie is there it's ex it exists it's available on amazon prime but it is there for us to see it's there for us to learn from the history alone connected through through this movie. Everyone, every single credit I look up from this movie, it's a Hollywood journeyman. It's a Hollywood fire. It's someone who has been in the game for such a long time. And it's, uh, it's incredible to go through uh, anyone involved with this movie's fil filmography. And you, your, your mind wanders. You start to drool. And you start making a list. You start making a list because you realize how many movies you really don't know about. How many movies you really haven't seen. Uh, I would say 50s and you know, 50s and 60s are, are a little bit of a, um, you yeah, know, like there's 
that's a that's a low period for me and i feel like i should know uh, more about those movies like i should be able to identify more of them and i feel i don't and this movie along the way though it's also schlock you know like it's but it's also purposeful fun so when we hear things about this movie is is kind of like cliche or it feels incomplete or you know again a lot of these platitude criticisms it is all of those things we can't deny that but this movie is also a load of fun it's if you don't take it seriously if you don't you're, I don't think you're supposed to take this movie seriously. Uh, you can't take this movie as serious horror. It would be nice if you could, but this again, this is this this is very similar to the microwave massacre from earlier. But this is made by real people. If microwave massacre was made by real people, we would have a, a very similarly toned movie than this. Uh, okay, it would have consequences. There would be feeling. There would be uh, acting involved. There would be uh, emotion brought to us on screen. And, you know, Microwave Massacre doesn't know how to do that. It just doesn't have the mechanics for it. This movie does. The The quality difference is, is light years apart. But this movie does deserve your attention. It, it deserves not to be forgotten. And... Dare I say it? This movie should be remade. I, I don't understand uh, why no one jumped on to this movie at all for a remake. I don't want anyone to remake Chud. I don't want anyone to remake Return of the Living Dead. I want someone to remake this movie because I feel like the, the concept is there. I feel like it's still relevant. I feel like you can have a ton of fun with it. And you can make this movie horrific and i don't think you need to spend a lot of money i think even uh comparatively speaking if you spent five six million dollars making this movie you can rock and roll and and get something special and look look uh, this is also a movie with a mutant grizzly bear okay i'm just going to say that again this is a movie with a mutant grizzly bear how do we not want to watch it how <laughs> i mean come on look Go out there, watch the movie with the John Mutant Grizzly Bear. It's available on Amazon Prime. This is The Prophecy, 1979. And we're going into day 27 will be The Prophecy, 1989. It's a biblical thriller. It's a biblical horror movie. It's a biblical adventure. It's meant to make you uneasy. Uh, Same as this movie. Uh, it just doesn't quite land there, but it tries. Good chase at the end. Uh, this movie has it all. Good male, male to woman drama, work drama, environmental drama, the Native American, you know, the the, the indigenous people drama. Okay, it's really cool. I, and uh, I will watch this movie again anytime, any day of the week with anyone. And any of you, if hey, if any of you out there want to watch this movie with me, go grab the popcorn and. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you in the lobby. Okay, everyone. Rock and roll. I love you. For the 31 Days of Dread, this is Day 26, The Legacy, directed by John Frankenheimer, 1979. That's right. They made movies back then. I love you and goodbye.